Welcome to Go Electric, where we cover some of the most interesting topics around electrification and clean tech. Today's show is brought to you by ChargeUp USA, a one-stop shop turnkey marketplace for EV charging solutions and expert installation services. ChargeUp USA streamlines the process of finding the best EV charging stations and the best service professionals at the best price. Now, I wanna welcome all of our viewers to Go Electric. I'm Rob. And I'm Josh. And we are passionate about making the world cleaner and greener. We are looking at all angles of the clean tech revolution. And our goal is to spread awareness about all of the incredible things that are helping to change our world for the better. If you're like us and you're passionate about clean tech and electrification, be sure to like this video and click that subscribe button below. Today, we are excited to welcome Y Green an alternative way to finance energy efficient and renewable energy upgrades for residential and commercial properties in California, Missouri, and Florida. Depending on where your property is located, it may also be eligible for upgrades that help conserve water and protect against storm damage. As a leading property assessed clean energy or HACE financing pr provider, Y Green allows you to leverage the equity in your property to make it even better. Y-Green offers unique advantages, including low fixed rates, no upfront costs, and no repayment penalties. Because Y-Green financing is an assessment on your property and not a loan or a discount program, it is repaid annually with your property taxes. Today, we're joined by Richard Gonzalez from Y-Green. Welcome, Richard. Happy to be here, Rob. Thank you for the opportunity. Josh, happy to be here as well. Thank you for the opportunity as well. So glad to have you, man. So why don't we get started? And Richard, maybe you could tell our, our listeners a little bit about what Y Green Financing is, and maybe a little bit about PACE Financing too, and just educate them a little bit about what that, that is. Sure. I'll start with the Y Green piece of it. Uh, again, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, essentially, what we do here at Y Green is we provide 100% financing, uh, no money down financing uh, to help property owners, both commercial and residential, to make energy efficient or renewable energy uh, projects to include water conservation and storm protection improvements uh, to their residential, multifamily, commercial, and even agricultural buildings. Uh, y Green is the lead provider for property assessed clean energy, and that's the acronym, that's the actual full term for the acronym PACE financing. So again, 100% financing, as you alluded to in the opening, uh, it's based on a tax assessment. Um, and we, again, are the lead provider of PACE financing um, in the nation. Awesome. So how would this be different if I were to go and get one of these uh, PACE uh, programs to finance a clean energy improvement? How would that be different than, say, going to go get a HELOC from Quicken Loans or someone like that? Sure. It's, and Josh, great question. It's, it's first important to understand what PACE is. It's not a loan, first and foremost. Uh, PACE is very, very different from your traditional uh, other financing options that you just alluded to, a HELOC or a loan or putting something on a credit card uh, for argument's sakes. And it's because PACE is tied directly to the assessment on the property. Financing, again, is tied uh, to the property and not the individual, and it's paid over uh, a certain uh, period of time, anywhere from 10 years up to 30 years. Now, there is a principal and an interest component, just like a loan but it's an assessment on the property itself. So as a result, it doesn't follow the credit history, whether you're a company or whether you are an individual, it's tied to the property itself. 
makes a lot of sense. That's cool. So Good question, by the question way. that I had is, you know, where are you seeing the most demand um, for the, this type of financing? Is it on the residential side where people are trying to make home improvements, make their homes more energy efficient? Or are you seeing a lot of demand on the commercial side of things? You know, it's a, it's a terrific question, uh, uh, Rob. I think we have to take a step back and really look at the market. So the residential market by far individually is a lot bigger than, say, the commercial market. Uh, the residential market at uh, our last juncture that we looked up is about 141 million units throughout the United States. Um, if you average a $350,000 per unit valuation, it, it's a huge number for the market. Commercial is smaller, uh, mm -hmm. but it's still a large number. Commercial is always a bellwether. So what happens in the commercial industry, the commercial market does spill down or does spill over into the residential market typically. As a result, we've seen an increase in demand on both sides simultaneously. And that is simply because of the awareness that's out there for climate change, for energy efficiency uh, on the commercial side. How do I make my, my uh, building, my asset perform better? As a homeowner, how can I save some dollars so I'm not um, wasting all the money on say electric costs or lighting costs or heating costs? So, it's this convergence at a, at a moment in time where we've seen demand on both sides uh, actually take off. I will say, though, that capital deployed into the commercial side is clearly more efficient. So you'll see bigger ticket items, bigger dollar amounts, bigger assessment and loan amounts than you would say on the residential side. But all things being equal, the demand on both sides have been absolutely tremendous within the last seven to eight years. Hey, so I'm a commercial property owner uh, right now, recording this podcast here from my office building. Tell me or take me through what some of these improvements might look like that I could get here at my building through one of these uh, PACE projects. Sure. And, and the commercial sector jargon, it's anything within the building's envelope, right? But what does that mean? That means solar. That means EV, insulation of EV uh, parking system. That means uh, improved um water efficiencies, lighting, LED, um, insulation, hot water heaters, um, soft flow plumbing to lower that expenditure that's going out from a cost basis. And on the outside of the building's envelope, drought tolerant um, um, landscaping. That's a big one because you're saving on your water bill. And, you know, in California where I sit, uh, seismic is a big one. A seismic retrofit is an improvement to the building. Uh, and in Florida, on the, opposite of, on the opposite side of the coast, a uh, storm improvement uh, is also an upgrade to the building's efficiency and its longevity. So essentially anything that improves the efficiency of that building, or as we like to say here at Wygreen, your asset, again, whether you're a homeowner or you're a commercial property owner, that's what would qualify for uh, PACE financing. Got it. So you mentioned seismic. It's not necessarily something I can measure on my energy bill, but it still is an efficiency improvement project. Therefore, it'd be a perfect fit for, for Y-Green and Pace. Is that a fair statement? That is an absolutely fair statement. Uh, so again, the, the, the onus is really on improving its efficiency. There's no better way to prove it, the efficiency of the building by standing it taller, by making it structurally stronger, by making it structurally sounder. So that is considered an eligible improvement. 
Richard, of all the exciting technologies out there, which technologies do you see leading the way or the ones that are showing the fastest, most exciting growth from a, a green, uh, clean tech standpoint? Um, yeah, great question, uh, Rob. I think solar by far is probably one of the most uh, uh, talked about, most important um, uh, improvements that a uh, property owner can make, but also uh, the uh, EV charging systems as well. Um, the solar helps reduce your overall operating costs. That makes sense to a lot of folks. The EV does two different things. It attracts new customers. Uh, people like to see that, uh, that a firm is being pro progressive. And number two, it helps you make some money on top of it. So at the end of the day, that's gonna improve your, uh, your uh, capitalization rates on your asset. On the commercial side of things, what types of businesses or what industries would you say are, are leading the way in terms of leveraging PACE financing to improve their commercial properties? Uh, terrific question. And, and it really runs the gamut. But the hospitality sector in particular has come flying out of the gate, uh, particularly what, what has happened over the last year with COVID and the pandemic. Um, there's pent up demand, pent up uh, supply as well. Uh, in that sector. So as a result, they are remarketing, rebranding, mm -hmm. refocusing on how they're attracting new customers. And the energy efficiencies are a big one. They've done survey after survey to determine would a prospective hotel guest prefer something that's greener and cleaner, and I, dare I say leaner? And they've come to find that that is in fact the case. So as a result, they've come out very, very strong. Multifamily traditionally, uh, has also been a solid staple or solid base for this type of financing. They too have also come out very, very strong. And even the large industrial um, uh, uh, buildings, just think somewhere out in the desert, whether it be Nevada or California, uh, these huge amount of uh, square footages, they have also uh, taken on uh, the task of redoing their, uh, their building improvements. So, Again, it runs a gamut, but off the top of my head, I would say it's hospitality, multifamily that tends to be leading the way of being a little more aggressive than some of the other asset classes. Excellent. It looks like Y-Green is already operating in four states, so California, Georgia, Florida, and Missouri. Uh, I don't see my state on the list yet. So this, of course, leads me to ask this question. If uh, let's say I'm in the Alabama legislature or um, maybe in the governor's office and I want to see these programs available to businesses like mine in the state, um, what should I be doing and what needs to happen to see Y Green and Pace come to Alabama and other states not on that list? Yeah, again, another terrific question, Josh. The, the good news is that uh, most states have enabled, uh, I'm sorry, have passed legislation for this type of financing agreement, many have not enabled it yet. So what I would, uh, what I would say is um, let us know first and foremost, and we would make the actual phone call out to them and say, okay, you pass your legislation, you have yet to enable it. Here are the benefits of PACE um, for all your constituents across the board, whether it be commercial, whether it be a nonprofit, uh, whether it be a uh, residential um, asset holder as well. Um, also, the business community as well. Let's not forget, this is really a grassroots effort. If the business community is looking to uh, make a play on a grassroots level where they want to get that financing there, they're a phone call away from calling their, their uh, representative and saying, okay, it's on the books, meaning the legislation, how come it's not out yet? And that would really get the ball going and we can pick it up right from there. So 
again, the good news is that most of these states have the legislation on their books. Some just haven't enacted it yet for whatever reason that may be. Okay, so of the of the states you're working with right now, what do you think will be state number five to CY Green? Who's, who's getting it next? Um, well, I will say this, that we plan on having uh, 23 more states by the end of the year this time. What order they come, come, come across, it really depends on that um, level of involvement with the local municipality. So um, it'll be here before we can even, uh, before the next Christmas season's here. How's that? So. Oh, good, good enough. That's a, that's a big jump. So you guys are on fire over there. Yeah. We absolutely are. There's a lot of work behind the scenes. There's a lot of uh, dotting your I's, crossing your T's, making sure the municipality's on board. More importantly, making sure that they understand what this means, because they're going to place a tax lien or tax assessment on a property. They should know how it operates from the get-go, and we're there to support, support that missive a, a thousand percent, to say the least. So Josh and I work with a lot of installation professionals and contractors who are installing EV infrastructure and solar and other electrification technologies. If I'm currently a contractor, for instance, doing these jobs outside of the PACE model, what types of changes would I make to my business to begin working on PACE projects? Actually, um, none whatsoever. So the process for you to actually... um... Um, secure a job at that particular site doesn't change. What would really just change is the type of improvement that you are placing onto the building itself, right? So let's just say a soft wall toilet. What uh, contractors should know in that that, uh, case that that is an eligible pace improvement. So as they're installing it like they normally would, we take a second step. We actually give them an app, we give them a proposal tool, give them the pricing so they understand exactly what that toilet may look like. I'm sorry, what, what that toilet price should be look like, when it is installed, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's just an addition to their normal business flow. We don't carve anything out. Uh, in fact, we enable them even at a higher rate than they're probably uh, more used to because we give them the upfront pricing. They're able to write a proposal. They would present that to their property owner, whether it be commercial or residential. And then we tie in the financing automatically. So give you a perfect example. If you did HVAC today um, with us, you can order that today, install it tomorrow and get paid the next day uh, with our app. It's that powerful, that efficient. Wow. Now COVID did slow some of that down recently. Mm -hmm. If if a uh, general contract had a good amount of warehousing, versus someone who was a little more streamlined and leaner on the ordering process. It might take more than a day or two, but it's still relatively, relatively fast. So no impact at all. Wow. Yeah, that was one of my questions was to know really, and I know the pandemic has got everything messed up from our you know, supply chains to finding you know, basic you know, products in the grocery store we're used to seeing in, in mass. You know, have you seen impacts from the COVID-19 pandemic on the PACE business and around Y Green? And, you know, what, what's different in 2021 from, say, 2019 when it comes to these projects with that in mind? Yeah, I mean, two things. The, the most obvious one, which you just stated, was the supply chain and the logistics and the distribution. Uh, certain, certain items did come to a halt or they were delayed substantially. 
each item's different. So for me to give you a range would probably be unfair because if you had a two to three day backup, say on the West Coast for say toilets, it might be six, seven days on the East Coast with the same exact product, same type of uh, capability and distribution. Uh, I think the most subtle change that most folks in the industry took for granted was the permitting process. So oftentimes you need a permit to install an EV. You, know, you need a permit to install your solar. Uh, when the municipalities or cities or counties uh, went down, uh, meaning that um, they didn't have a full workforce for whatever reason, we had a serious delay in the permit activity. So as a result, all work essentially had to have been slowed down and in some cases stopped until the muties, as we call them, came back online. So it really was a two-pronged effect. It wasn't just the, the logistics and distribution, which is the eye catcher that's all we hear on TV. It was also the back end of the uh, business flow. If you can't get something permitted, you have to wait until you can get permitted. It, it really is that linear. Man. Well, with COVID on one end of the spectrum uh, being, I guess, a, a real pain beyond just the effects of the pandemic, but all the supply chain issues, let's look towards the future. There's a lot of noise right now around these climate mandates. We're seeing these, you know, from the world government level on down to the municipal level, some cities going out there and passing mandates. Um, do you see those as growth accelerators for Y-Green and, and what kind of impact do you think the climate mandates will have on Y-Green and on PACE in general? It's changed the mindset of the individual consumer and changed the mindset of the individual property owners, uh, whether it be a small mom and pop that owns a few um, uh, buildings or a huge hedge fund that owns multiple assets across the United States. They've realized, number one, the most important thing is they need to be compliant with both state, local, federal regulations. There is just no way around that. So as a result, that has been a a uh, big boost in our demand and our business as well. It's filtered down to, to the residential side. Again, as I stressed earlier, the commercial market usually is the bellwether. It's the leading indicator as to what may happen next. So that spillover has come into the residential market. Uh, on the commercial side, some of our customers are actually promoting in their marketing materials how they change their building to be more resilient, be more energy efficient. Uh, and the like, because it is part of their go-to strategy to attract other new clientele, new tenants, whatever it may be. Um, and again, we're starting to see it. It's top of mind now down uh, over on the residential side as well. So it's helped, it's helped uh, Pace and our firm uh, in a great way. And I guess too, this is actually, it, it could be really a relief valve for property owners that are beginning to have to deal with these mandates. Pace is a a mechanism with which they can finance these improvements they have to make, you know, whether they go with pace or not, they have to make these changes. Um, pace just can make it a little easier and a little less burdensome, right? That, that would be fair. That's, that's the key. So uh, less burdensome, less easy. Yes. I'll go back to some of the details. You, there's no money out of pocket. We can go up to a hundred percent. This isn't a traditional loan, even though it has components of a loan. It follows the property. So what uh, we found back in 2010 when uh, we started the company, uh, Dennis Hunter is our uh, founder and chairman of the board. His goal was, well, how do I make this easier? These mandates are here. We've dealt with them before. He's a business owner himself. They're going to get um, more mandates. Uh, or, or it's coming down the line. He was a visionary in that regards. 
said, well, how do we make it easier? We can't ask everyone to tap out home equity. Look at the crisis that we just came out of in 2007, right? Um, not everyone has a $100,000 revolving Amex card, right? More importantly, not everyone has $300,000 of cash actually put into improvements. Can we find that niche? And that's where uh, Pace and our firm uh, really fills that gap. Again, both on the residential and the commercial side. Well, it, it sure seems like Pace Financing is a great alternative funding source. I, I mean, are there any risks or concerns associated with Pace that are worth mentioning? Um, how do you guys address any concerns associated with Pace Financing? Um, yeah, so um, there's several. So number one, um, you've got to make sure you have a good contractor. So there's there's some risk there, right? Uh, we vet our contractors in full. Um, we check their statuses, their licenses. Uh, they go through a, a hard approval process with us. Make sure you've got good quality contractor. That's just just one small portion of it. Another portion is that there's a misnomer, right, uh, about pace. Pace is not alone. It's a tax assessment. Um, that's something that we stress to the individual homeowner and the property owners as we're having the finance conversations with them before, during, at installation, when we close, and even after we close. In fact, after we close, we have an 800 number in case something went wrong there with the installation. Uh, although it's not our responsibility, uh, we still reach out to the contractor and that property owner to make sure that everything's done um, um, copacetic completely and any issues are, are corrected as well. Um, I, I think the biggest uh, uh, challenge with PACE is that it's not well, it's not known enough in the marketplace. And we're used to, well, giving my loan, I know how to pay it, I know what the interest rate is versus, okay, it's not a loan, it goes on my property, what happens if I sell my property? Um, there's a lot of pushback on that. Well what do I do in that particular case? So it's just getting out ahead of the curve, educating the consumer and really getting them to understand what this financing is all about first and foremost. So zooming out and taking a, a, a larger view of the clean tech space, uh, one of my favorite questions to folks like yourself is, you know, what would you want to communicate to other innovators that are trying to be disruptive and, and make a difference here? What would you tell them? Maybe one business owner to another or one sales guy to another, you know, what, what's that golden ticket advice that'll help them take their business to the next level? Make it easy. Make it make sense. Make sure you actually are solving for a need and not solving for a want. If you have those three components, then let's keep talking. Let's make sure that uh, there's something there. But you have to make it easy. You have to make it executable. It's got to make sense to the end user. And then it's got to make sense to everyone that's touching it. So it's got to make sense to everyone on our team internally. It's got to make sense to the contractor. It's got to make sense to your audience as well. It has to really make sense. And then we can start building from there and uh, manage it accordingly. And that's exactly what we did in 2010. And again, we placed over a billion dollars in capital, have touched over 500 different municipalities, created about 20 plus thousand jobs, if not more, and counting. So we're really proud of that mantra. Make it easy, execute it, make sure there's a need there, and then follow up and go from there. Sounds simplistic, I know, but that's what they said about the wheel, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's like talk to your customers, right? Don't build in a bubble. Go out there and solve real problems. You know, I think exactly. 
I think that reminder is something we need to be told often. It really doesn't matter where you find yourself on the corporate ladder. You got to go talk to your customers. All the That's time. a great answer Absolutely. though. Thank you for that. Yeah. That was a good answer. Well, Richard, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to see if they're eligible for Y Green Financing, how do they get started? Um, they could visit our website, ygreen.com backslash commercial. I am on the uh, commercial side. I manage uh, all assets north of $3 million. Uh, if it's a, a homeowner who's interested in improving uh, the efficiency of their home or homes or their uh, apartment complex, they can just go to ygreen.com. We have a built-in uh, tool on there to see if your property would actually uh, qualify. Uh, and that holds true for both residential and commercial. Uh, either way, someone from our staff will reach back out with your perceived interest, talk about what you are trying to do, and go from there. Well, excellent. Before we wrap things up, I want to remind our viewers to click that like button and click that subscribe button below. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to tune in for future episodes of Go Electric. Long live the pioneer. Long live the pioneer and Richard, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us today, man. It was great. I really appreciate my, that. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Richard.